Hey tribe, good morning. This is Joey up here. How are you guys doing this morning? So following up on the questions that you guys have sent in regarding feng shui, I have picked Talitha Vander Holden's question this morning. And um, she says how to avoid it to become fear shui. I like this word. Sometimes it's hard not to focus on the problems and being afraid of them. Okay, I think the gist of this is basically saying that uh, some of the feng shui formulas per se are a little bit scary, like five yellow, three killings, grand duke, right? And the um, the five-two combination uh, being extremely negative, life-threatening, and all those scary names. Actually, the there is... Well, there are some people that uh, will focus mostly on these negative terminologies, but then there's also an equal number of positive energies. So I think it's important when we are practicing feng shui before we are so fearful of the five and fearful of the, the, the star two and stuff like that. First, we must ask ourselves, why are we using feng shui? It's an important question. Are we using feng shui because currently there is a problem? There's a blockage in terms of money. There's a blockage in terms of my career. There is a serious relationship problem. And you feel that this house, vibrational energy is causing this. Then yes, you use feng shui. And then you find out what's the cause of this problem. I mean, that you can nail it down to just a couple of possibilities when you know what you're looking for, of course and then deploy um, an elemental uh, cure, for example, or you mitigate it, or you just simply redirect the energy. So the problem lies with when people think, oh, it's inauspicious to have, let's say, um, the sharp roof, right? Pointing to a house or there's a staircase going out directly to the main door. So all these so-called taboos, but they don't realize that sometimes if you have to look at the, on a holistic view, have, your house may have seven other things that are good and only maybe one or two things that are not so great. So in that sense, it's a good house. Why be fearful? In fact, one should be focusing on the positives that are available in the house. That's what I normally prefer to do when I do a function analysis. I want to look for what's good what's available based on uh, what I could see from the house. Um, there must be an equal number of distribution of positive stars around the house. I mean, if you have a five yellow, you also have a star nine, a star one somewhere, right? So why focus on the bad? If you enhance the good and you focus on the available good stars, it, it compensates for a not so great maybe one or two sectors somewhere, you know? So that's how we do, we use feng shui. And there was another question I saw, you know, um, that uh, someone saying, you know, if I have a small space, I mean, how do I actually deploy feng shui? Like it's not possible to put cures in a very tiny studio. Well, putting cures and using items is the last resort. There are different ways to deploy feng shui, you know. It's not always putting an item. Sometimes you just need to understand what is the potential 
energy or let's say the gift your house has to offer, then you can adjust your activities. You could adjust your choices in terms of your work or your uh, personal goals to match the vibrational energy that your house offers. So that way, you don't have to go and put cures and 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 put stuff around the, 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 the studio apartment and try to realign the energy. So don't force the environment to change. In other words, you change what you do. So you, that's it. And you match the house, then you get smooth sailing. Everything goes in order. And it is only when you're doing something that activity-wise and, and you know, whatever pursuit-wise that it's not aligned to what your house is or has, that's when you face obstacles and challenges. So yeah, you can actually adjust your house, uh, adjust to the feng shui of the house without um, realigning stuff or putting things around the house. So there's a few ways to do, do to practice your feng shui. So it's not really, let's go and hand a wing chime here and put some coins in this corner. Nah, you don't need to do that. You just need to understand feng shui a little bit more. So begin with what do you want to achieve? What aspects of your life do you actually want to improve? And there is a feng shui formula or feng shui solution for that. So that should be the focus, not whether you should be flying stars or whether you should be using uh, uh, 64 hexagrams or whether or not there's a, um, a special landform somewhere. I mean, that's nice to know all that, but at the end of the day, you still need to know what you want to achieve. What is it that is that you want to achieve and what's stopping you from getting there and what can help you get there and then deploy the right feng shui technique. It's as simple as that. So I hope this message this morning helps you understand feng shui a little bit more. Go ahead and comment on the comment section if you would like me to continue answering questions uh, here on Telegram for you. And if you have a question, go ahead and post it in the comment section or you just enjoy listening to this, go ahead and post that um, a comment on the comment section as well so I could see that and, and um, understand whether this is helpful for you or not. Thank you so much for listening.